Hey guys, welcome back to the See What I Mean podcast. I'm Baza. And I'm BD. And today we are talking about our uni experience and at the University of Manchester. Oh yes, this is the one with Manchester. And the application process and... Yeah, basically how we, how we ended up in Manchester. Basically. Basically. studying optometry. Yeah, and to be honest, the university experience in general, because it's different to A-level, so... Yeah. yeah. So it might be beneficial for those who are thinking of applying, who are doing their A levels, or who are in high school, or who just want to reminisce on the time they had at uni. Yeah, it, I loved uni. I loved it. It was a great time. It was a really good. time I mean, when I think about how much I loved uni, it had nothing to do with the course. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the course. It had everything to do with the people that I met, um, and the fact that I was in Manchester. Like I loved that yeah. city. I love it so much. Even as a uni, it's absolutely amazing. Like I couldn't recommend it enough. Yeah, I always say that when I see someone as going to uni I'm like go to Manchester yeah it's really really fantastic it. university and I'm not just saying it, it because you know they've um, got no, a degree I am from there, but I there <laughs> that's how I know that's how no, I know because I've got a degree I'm not just saying it for the fun of it but I'm genuinely okay, I re- would it. recommend it yeah it definitely so you guys if you're thinking of applying for um, optometry there are I think about is it seven or nine optometry schools? In I don't the know, UK? but not every uni in the UK does optometry, just so you just have to ones. you'd have to just research what where is you'd want to go. Exactly, because there's quite a few new new ones that have done Half it recently. Are, yeah. Are new. Um. So yeah, just have a research, but go to the open days because you'll see what they're like, and if you like the university, um, before you apply, and yeah. then yeah, you pick five universities for optometry. This is just general. I'm not saying what, how what our experience is. We'll go into that a bit later on, but you apply to five different universities. You write your personal statement. You talk about yourself, your achievements, your experience, what you want to do, why you want to do the course, etc. And then, yeah, they'll invite you for an interview if you're successful, and then they'll offer you a place with the grade requirements. So how it went for us, well, I'll talk about my experience, and then Baza can talk about hers. So for me, I actually didn't apply for optometry um, initially. I applied for medicine. So I had four choices um, for medicine, and then I had the last one was optometry at Manchester um, as a backup because I was advised not to apply for medicine because I was predicted a B in biology, which is quite annoying because I ended up getting an A in biology, but Mm. anyway... Yeah, so optometry was my backup, and then um, I within the space of a week, I got four rejections. And you know what's wow? So, it was like a, I'm sorry, and you know what's so annoying as well? Like I was happy for my friends because my friends were all getting offers, but like all my friends that were crying on results day because they didn't do as well as they wanted yeah. were getting like five offers, and then me who was like happy on results day because I had done well, 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 quotation marks, um, was like. Like, re- like rejection, yeah. rejection, rejection, rejection. Literally within the space of a week, it was just you got, kept getting them emails. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, what, we'll talk about your personal statements. So what did you statement. put in, in it? Okay, so I actually did two personal statements. So I spoke to Manchester and I was like, oh, hey, um, I'm applying for medicine and also for optometry to back up. Like, what do you suggest that I do? And they said, well, just write an optometry personal statement and send us that. Um, email that to them. So I'd done That's my medicine. Of them. Yeah. And you know what? When I went for my interview as well, they were like, oh, you should have applied to medicine here as well. But I didn't think you could, like, do you know what I mean? Oh, did you interest. not? No. When, See, I did. Really, Manchester wasn't one of my choices for medicine because I thought, oh, let me just, like, do the one thing. It's a bit yeah. cheeky, right? <laughs> do both. So my personal statement, um, we won't talk about the medicine one because clearly it didn't work. But we'll talk about the <laughs> <laughs> one. I remember thinking of an opening statement and I wanted it to be something like, the eye is the window to the soul. <laughs> like, something cheesy like that. I don't remember what it, it eventually was, but essentially the first bit was just me talking about like, 
I there was so much just nonsense. I was just chatting. Like. So what did you get? A, you got an interview then? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You went and then I got I got an interview. What were your first thoughts of the uni when you went? Well, when I went to Manchester. Yeah. I mean, it was whatever. I didn't go. That was the only offer I had. Yeah. So that was the only unis. I had nothing to compare it to. I knew I definitely wanted to go out of London. Yeah. And I knew I definitely wanted to go to a city that was like as busy and vibrant as London. And did you know that like? optometry okay if you're not going to get into medicine that's it you're just going to do optometry yeah so when, when i didn't get into medicine i was like right cool i'm doing optometry my mum wanted me to do a gap year i was like nah none of that <laughs> i'm going to uni this year i'm doing optometry it should like i didn't think it was that deep i was like yeah it's quick whatever i shouldn't be that deep it was though just letting you guys know um but yeah so then my personal statement got into had in the interview what did they say in the interview you had a bit where like they did like a speech or whatever they spoke for a while yeah then you had like an individual interview yeah. and you had like a tour or whatever in the individual interview they literally just go over your personal statements so yeah. make sure you know that inside out like and if you're trying to get someone to write it for you then don't but get someone to like proofread it for you mm-hmm. my cousin did that for me shout out to you Muna love you lots um she proofread my personal statement um because when you write something and you read it like you're on it because you know what it says like yeah yeah exactly but someone reading it with fresh eyes really really helped so yeah that was how it was for me so for me Mm. it was uh, actually a similar experience (laughs) we told you we we are twins twins. um so yeah i also applied for medicine i applied for four choices and then i did did, yeah i applied for manchester and then did optometry as a backup um, and so my personal statement, I was so adamant, like I was so adamant I have a place at medical school. As soon as, from the moment I finished my GCSEs, I got really good GCSE results, I knew I wanted to do medicine, yeah. and every summer I was doing like work experience, and really? then placements, literally. And then, because people would look at the personal, my, like the amount of work experience I did in different areas. Yeah. It was like hospital, volunteer work, and opticians, like quite a mix. People were like, oh my God, you've done so much. Like, of course you're gonna get, get a, a place in medicine. Of course you've done all this experience. I even went abroad and did like, experience that yeah. just shows that sometimes you think you're you you're like you've it's so fixated yeah exactly it's just not for you exactly yeah. so then um even my tutor i remember at college she was like okay you've just done too much we need to kind of cut it down you've just got too much to talk about oh, yeah, it was a word limit. Yeah, yeah yeah of course so um i did it and then got like you said got other people to proofread it mm. family friends etc and then um i applied and then i was waiting for ages about my rejections but then I'd got a place, Manchester did accept me from optometry because I did write about there, like, seeing, like, um, ophthalmology and yeah, optometry, yeah. etc. So I didn't have to. So I was surprised they even got me it. Yeah, I, did, I was like, well, It's I'm so gonna... weird because when I went to the interview, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to take a gap year. I was, like, so adamant. Really? Yeah, I was oh, so I was over it. adamant. <laughs> I was so adamant I was going to take a gap year. And then I went with the interview. My I really liked the university. I was like, okay, yeah. so it's not really a bad child. And then um, I just prayed to God. I was like, you know, if it's... it's if it's in my interest you know if it's for me if it's good for me just um let me take optometry if if medicine's the way then let me take medicine let me take a gap year and then believe it or not over summer that summer gap before you got your level results i started to change my mind about medicine not just because of optometry but just medicine as a whole i was like i don't think i am made out for that kind of career like i don't think it's for me my mind just started to change and then i got my results and i didn't get the medical school requirements so you get offer for medicine no, I didn't get any okay. offers at all. Oh, but you would have done like clearing or whatever. Exactly. And then um, I thought I was going to take a gap year. And then when I got my results up, and then I got my place at Manchester, they're like, congratulations, welcome. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And then, yeah, my dad was like, oh, take a gap year, you know? My, my he was like, you can go abroad and study. I was like, I don't yeah. want to do that, dad. My mum said that. Yeah. And she was like, oh, you know, like, 
you can wait and then try again next year. And I said, look, like, I, you know when you just have this, like, inner peace? Yeah. I just had this, like, peace of, like, this is this is where I'm supposed to be exactly. right now. And I think sometimes you can have one plan for yourself. That's and God it. is looking at you like, low babes, you don't even know what's about to happen. Exactly. And now, like, even since qualifying and stuff, I know that this is where I'm supposed to be. I knew it from the from first year. Yeah. I knew that, looking back, this is, this is where I am. This is where I need to be. And, like... At the same time, though, you're in a bit of a conundrum because you want to please your parents. You I want love to make your word, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to please your parents, parents yeah. and you want to like make them happy. At the same time, you've you've got to do what's right for you. Yeah, like yeah. literally what what you think's best. And now I do it. And my my family like fully supported me throughout. And now they're like, oh yeah, it's yeah. a great, it's a great, yeah, like it's a great option. So if you're thinking about doing optometry do it it is a really good career you know it's um, really interesting it's very clinical um and you do get that satisfaction from it definitely yeah and, it's, and you can also do optometry and then if you feel oh do you know medicine is really where i want to be um then you can do postgrad medicine exactly you have so many options like never ever put yourself in a box and think you have to stay there yeah, you know, definitely, so like, yeah, definitely. you still got you still got options, but yes, yeah, so that was the application process, which is very different because we didn't have that whole yeah. apply for five optometry schools and ooh, which one's going to yeah. take you. But generally speaking about the personal statement, what I would advise is go and do the work experience because um, on paper you might think, oh, the course looks good, but you don't know what it's like until okay. you've gone for the experience, get into contact with a few companies, see if they do any like summer school placements, etc., and then just go for a week, go for a few days, um, but try different places as well, because you might have one like bad experience in one place and might put you off, but yeah. another place might be better. It might it's true, really I think that would have really helped me because I didn't do any, because optometry wasn't my first choice, right? And I didn't think that Manchester, especially because Manchester's really good for optometry. Yeah. I didn't think that they would take me like knowing they were like my side chick. Do you know what I mean? It was like, yeah, okay, exactly. Cool, like, they would just drop that application in there, see what happens. So I didn't do any work experience. Like I knew, the only experience I had with optometry was just having had eye tests since I was like eight or nine years old. So yeah, I would definitely suggest if you can definitely. then to do so. And not even just that, but do other different types of um, experience like volunteer work. So I did like in a care home, oh, okay. a care home for like um, oh, we did a few months. Yeah, yeah. but it's re it's a lifelong experience because I think mine was like in a dementia. It's character building as well. Yeah, it learned me compassion and learned like me, did it learn you yeah, it taught me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just seeing a few with me. And <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, baby. It learned me compassion. It learned me compassion too. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's, it's true. It's character building. It's Because we think about it's so much more... Give it back. Like, go do that charity work. Go do that volunteer work. Yeah. Go do that work experience. It's about you as a bigger person. As a person. It's not just... Which, which you, when you build yourself up as a person, it doesn't matter what situation you're in, what career, what profession you're in, yeah. you then are better at that because of who you are as a person. Exactly. So that does make a lot of sense. That really yeah, does. Yeah, so don't don't just limit to yourself to, to one that. thing. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And you can still speak about that. Yeah, um, they love it. They ask me about <laughs> it. They love, they love yeah, that. Yeah, they love that. Because if you, if you think about it, if you do work, like volunteer work in a care home, you're mm. going to see elderly patients. It's true. If you work with like children, you're going to see children. That's true. So That's if you do, do charity work, and this is the thing, like, anyone can be your patient. Yeah. Like for anyone who works with like the public, anyone can be someone that you see. So I'll be on the train, and like I can never. I just feel like I can never be the kind of person to be confrontational with random people in public. You could be my patient. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? Even if not you, but like, you can represent someone rage, who's my patient. I'm really yeah, like, yeah, oh, exactly. I can't, like, I can't beat the horn. What's they coming for an eye yeah, test? Yeah. Like, what if that's my patient? Or what if? Every, every person I look I at, I don't to, know. I'm like, oh, um, that could be my patient. I used to work near where I lived, so they'd oh, that's, see oh, my patients in like Tesco or something, and they're like, "Oh my god, it's my local optician, yeah. optometrist." 
yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, and they just stop, stop and have a chat, and it's like, oh my god, you can never be that. You're like a member of the community, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You're held to like a, not you're held to a higher like degree. You kind of are like you should be professional. Also, get in touch with eye charities like R and I B, and like what for volunteering Sight and stuff. Savers, I think there's one. Yeah, yeah just like one. volunteering, see what they do. Um, but that would be good for your personal statements. So that would. Yeah. And personal statement would literally just be as real as you can. Like, I just used to write paragraphs of, like, what I wanted to say. And then I would, like, spice it up a bit and fix it up and use, like, nice words and stuff. Yeah. But if you just know in your heart what you want to say, write that down. And then, like... And get know, people to up. look at it. Get yeah. get someone who's got an optometry background. Get someone who's not got an optometry background to see, see it as a whole. And, you know, because I... I actually got interviewed from someone from the neurophysiology department. Yeah, me too. Mine was like, like really a random. random. I think she was like biology or something. Yeah, but it's the faculty of life sciences, basically. Yeah. Um, and that's it, really. Well, that was the application process. That's the application. Uni itself. Um, okay, so we've got very differing... Um, well, we have a similar experience because obviously we were together the whole time. But I moved up to Manchester from London. So there was that aspect of like moving up to a new city. Um, it's not really a big deal, the whole like leaving home and stuff because... The same chores I had to do there, I just had to do by myself. <laughs> it wasn't that big of a deal. But um, just moving to a new city was... I don't really think it was overwhelming because it was smaller than London. Everywhere was a lot yeah. closer to one another, which was really great. People were a lot nicer. They used to smile a lot. I remember you came in the first week, so you were like, oh, you like really like freaked out. I was like, are you okay? And you were like, I was on the bus and some lady was talking to me. I was like, yeah, that's normal. She was like... Yeah, but she was talk, like she was asking me things. So I was like, yeah, I was like, like what, is she, what is she do? And the thing is, their buses. Yeah, I don't know if it's changed since I've left. But <laughs> they only had one, one door. door. I remember going in. I was like, guys, like, why do your buses only have one door? <laughs> they only have one door, so you go in and you come out like the same door. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, what is that? Yeah, yeah. Just, I, and I then, forgot about the two way system. Yeah, and then everyone's saying like hi to the bus driver and like bye oh, to the bus you, driver. Thank you, thank you as well. Yeah. In London, like, I don't know if my bus driver is a man or a woman. Like, it's yeah. just oyster cartings, and I'm out. Like, this is what I, this is what I realized. I came and I was like, I'd say thank you, and people would look at me like, like weird. What is so by the time I left Manchester, I was saying thank you to Bush. Yeah, drivers. okay, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys yeah, rubbed up on me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a nice thing to do, though. Yeah, yeah definitely. So that, it was, I, I, I love Manchester so much, man. You just don't even know. Like, as a great. city as well, it is, it is amazing. It is There's great. so much to do. It is like a small version. Like, it's like small, a mini, small, it's like small small a mini London version of with, London. Yeah. With smileier people. I'm not going to say nicer people. I feel like Londoners, but they're not, not nice. You just have to get they're friendlier. Them. Let's not. Okay, they're friendlier. Let's that's not it. sugarcoat the Northern, it. The Northerners are friendlier. That's, yeah, that's, guys. That's a, that's a good shout word. Shout out to all my Northerners out there. Okay then. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really weird because if I get someone in and they're like they're from like Yorkshire or anywhere or like, oh, they get all excited. I'm like, you're from the north, oh. and they're like, yeah. I was gonna ask you where are you from, and then it's true because I used to work in um an opticians in Manchester when I was working, when I was at uni, sorry, and I was the London one, right? So, like, everyone around me would sound Northern. Yeah. And they would be making fun of me and, like, doing, like, EastEnders accents and stuff. And I was thinking, like, <laughs> wait, how very dare you? Like, I'm from London. Like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. But, you know, Manchester was great. I loved it. Um, the st- As a city. As a uni, it's great. Mm-hmm. I'm not... Right, okay. Let's... We're going to be totally truthful here. Yeah, go on. They're massive on academia. They, what, Manchester? Yeah. They will test you. Yeah, they're Russell Group, innit? Yeah, they will test you on ways that you didn't think you could be tested, basically. It's long, man. They will, yeah, but you but have I just to felt like every uni, I felt like, The thing is, because I no, only no, went no, to no. one uni. I've heard really? from different unis, they're like, oh, we didn't have that module. Oh, no, we didn't do that. Oh, we didn't have to do that. Like negative yeah. marking. Oh, that's Full just stop. Rude, man. Who does that? Who does negative like, who marking? Who actually does that? Oh, obviously Manchester. So basically, what negative marking is, it's MCQ style questions. If you answer Multiple a question. Choice wrong 
then you will lose. Yeah, you lose them. Uh, uh, it depends on how many options yeah. there are. You Say there's four options, you use, you lose like a quarter of a mark or something like that. No, half a mark. Do you? Yeah. Is it? Four is half, three is the third, and then if it's two, then you lose one mark, obviously. They're not just going to oh, do Oh, that it. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it depends on the style. Um, so that's what it was basically multiple what's it negative marking is a shake yeah, yeah which because just means it's rude isn't it like, why 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 <laughs> if you don't know it don't guess it simple you can't do some people would come out with a negative like a negative mark past it I was like that's how rude. can you do that um, but yeah it was it was awful um, um, so lectures and stuff we we were in I mean everyone has a different uni experience but for our course we were in five days a week Wednesdays were alright because it was half day but we were normally in nine to five five days a week and we didn't have a reading week let's just put that out there. oh yeah we never <laughs> had a reading week did we yeah that's so rude that is so cheeky and we had to print out our lecture notes my sister did engineering and they literally gave them a booklet of all their lectures what all their lectures in a booklet and I'm out here trying to quickly print out my, my 9 a.m. lectures at 8.52. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? It was so disgusting. I was like, wow, <gasps> we're paying you nine grand, sis. And then it was annoying about that. Yeah, as well. Let me just get this off my chest, yeah? Just, just, just get it off. Had we been born a year earlier, yeah, we would have been paying nine grand for the whole course. But because we were born, we had the audacity to be born in the 93, 94, yeah? We are now paying nine grand for one year. And still having to print off our own lecture notes. Are you having a bubble? Yep. Sort it out, Manchester. I don't understand. Sort it right out. Luckily, they gave us a clinical book, which was oh, quite big. Oh, well, thank God. Thank Wait, God. You know the clinical one, the clinical practical one? And there was like a red one for first year, yellow one, and a green one. I don't remember none of that. <laughs> was it like a textbook? Yeah, you know, for the practical bits. And you fill it out, the workbook. Oh, the log thing? Yeah. yeah that's because we had to fill it out, that's why they gave it to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for that. <laughs> But yeah, that's the only thing. But some courses are different. So yeah, you yeah. might be in less, more, whatever. But I'll have yeah, to ask my brother because he's going to start in September. Is it? Yeah, mm. see what it's like in it. But yeah, um, and that was lectures, practicals as well. I think that's another. They were massive on practicals. We I mean, were doing it made, practicals it made sense. from first year. We were seeing patients for first year. Yeah, it made sense for it for them to be big on practicals. It did. Well, like I, I said, not like everywhere. It. I did. I, do you know what? I I struggled to. I mean, as you guys can probably tell my speech is probably different to your average i speak to everyone the same way like i sp- the way i speak to baza is like how i used to speak to patients so <laughs> you'd be like so normally it's like oh you ask them like is it better with one or two or whatever and i'd be like oh what so can you see that now is it better with this one or this one <laughs> and like and i would sort of, i would literally talk to them the way i would like they're your to, friends like they're my friends and then it was like okay it was like this is not gonna run like you need to have a, a, a professionalism and i think what's helps well what i've noticed is like over time, I've been able to find a way to mix professionalism with myself. Yeah. So I can still be myself and not feel like I'm faking it. But I feel like you have to kind of act professional in you have like... To be professional in, yeah, yeah. In, just generally, like in certain things, you're like, I actually can't do that because I'm an adult now. Yeah, oh yeah. I, <laughs> I actually can't cry because the ice cream van went and didn't stick. Oh, no, I can't cry because McDonald's phone machine is not working anymore. I can't throw a tantrum. I, I have to accept like, oh, okay, it. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. So things like that. Um, but yeah, the pra- they were good. They were, they were very good in practice, which was good. It was good. And clinically, they they were really good. It gives you like certain. They skills. made you fail over like the most stupid things that like you never forget those stupid things. Yeah. You never do those stupid things again because you and you like, would wow. do them like five or six times. It's okay. It's it's like the norm to do things five or six times for you to pass because that's what they were like. They were very pedantic but amazing. But it works, yeah. The only thing that looking back that I would have done differently Mm. is I would have asked for help from tutors more More. because I felt like they do give you the support and if you do approach them, they will give it. And of course, it wasn't massive, so there's 
there's a small enough of, enough number of you for them, for you to keep going for exactly, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not there's loads of people there. I think sometimes we just struggled and went to Google for a friend or... Went to each other, man. Yeah. <laughs> now look um, at us. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, so if you are in that situation, just don't be scared to ask for help. Yeah, um, You're not pestering them, that's what they're there for. That's their job. You're paying nine grand a year, like minimum, because if you're international, Lord knows what you lots are paying. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, oh, like God. it's your prerogative, like ask for help. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what else? Yeah. What else would you do differently? What else would I do differently? Oh, I say this every single time. I said this every single year. I start revising a lot earlier. Um, I'm I'm a crammer, right? And I think first year, second year was cram city, but then you start to realise you can't just leave all the knowledge in the year before. You have to take it with you. Yeah, you do because you need this through life. Yeah, so don't throw your notes out. Let me yeah, talk about I so. Them. I basically, so we were opposite on this side because I commuted. So yeah. I oh, yeah. didn't live in Manchester. I lived in Lancashire, small town. Um, and so I just got it was the... It's close to Manchester, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so it's about, uh, it was on a good day. It was about 45 minute, mm. 40 minute journey. Sometimes it was even half an hour. But then National Fail <laughs> decided <laughs> to national do... National Rail for you lots who don't yeah, know. <laughs> decided to do train work. So it was meant to only be for a year, but now it's been five years. They've still not finished. They still haven't finished. Like, that budget is gone. <laughs> so they'd be like old trains that were for cattle. <laughs> And it was like the rush hour train. So I would get to work. I mean, get to you. would have a rant every morning. I would be sitting there waiting for it. First of all, she's had a bad scarf day. So we have to... Because have they, to do you know why I've had a bad scarf day, right? Because I've literally power walked from the train station because the train took forever to uni in the wind. And yeah. And also, when I'd get on the train, like people putting their armpits up. Why did they do I that? I don't understand. You are on a packed train. Like, do you You're do not it? going anywhere. Do you do it, do it. It's not even that. You don't have to lift your arm to hold up. It's true that like, you can actually like balance. You like sardines in there. Once <laughs> I actually got the lucky chance to get a seat, and this girl saw my sh- like she saw my shoulder, and she was like she was leaning on my shoulder. Is it like sleeping? Is it like she was like her bum was almost sat on my oh, shoulder? Oh, so she was standing up and you were sitting down. Yeah, and I was like. I just kept moving and she kept moving with me. I was like, I'm here drink first. Literally, I was like, oh my God. So some days were better than, than others. The oh, peak trains Those, those rants great, after she got into uni were just amazing. Made my whole day. And for me, like the, the difference. So I lived, I never really lived more than a 10 minute walk from uni. So the so third year, <laughs> she practically lived. Like, third year, I could see like Stockford. We had some, some lectures in Stockford, yeah. And I could see if you went to Manchester, you know, brap, brap, brap. I, I could see, I could see Stockford from my window, from my bedroom window. I could see it. So yeah. it's like, I really should be in that lecture right now, but here I am. <laughs> so it was like a two minute walk. Yeah. So like me just strolling casually into uni and Baz are like <laughs> all windswept, like <laughs> coming in all exactly, mad. Exactly, exactly. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> but now looking back at it, living in London, 45 minute commute is nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. And this is all my friends from Manchester always say, like, in London, it just takes longer to get to everywhere. Yeah. Because they are driving in Manchester. Like, nowhere's really more than, like, half an hour away. Four miles. Anywhere. Four miles would be, like, ten minutes. Four miles in London yesterday was, like, half an hour on the side. Yeah, it would be. Because you're, you're about four miles from me. Yeah. Yeah, you're about four, uh, yeah, maybe six. Yeah, it's, like, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, But, yeah, so, I can it wasn't too bad. I mean, I've... You just firmed it. Yeah, you just, just going with it. it. Yeah, and that's it. That's literally your attitude. Just going yeah, with it. Just going with just it. Just going with it, sis. We just also like we all, we try to make a good situation out of a bad situation. Basically, that's what you got to do. And and I think a good point to mention about the whole Manchester thing is that like initially it felt like a failure because we didn't get into medicine, right? So for me, it was like, oh, mads, like 
you lots don't want me. Okay, cool. That was kind of like a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. Like, right, you know I am. Um, but <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like all of that worked together for our good. Exactly, so, definitely. Yeah. Imagine, I couldn't do night shifts. Yeah, it's all I couldn't. Like, my best friend's, like, uh, just finished F1 in Issa. I read them, man, yeah. I do hate hey, you a lot. Hey, girl, you better. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, like, the what she goes through in night shifts, I just feel awful. I'm here, yeah. sat here. Like, just about to get ready to bed and cheese and her scrubs, okay. like, on the wards. And this is the thing. I you, don't think... You have I, to be built a certain way. Exactly. And it's like, I feel like when you're in a situation, you may... F- you you're, you you have the strength to do it. Like, you're in a situation, yeah. you're going to get through it. Yeah, exactly. Because had you gotten into medicine and, having to, and had to do night shifts, you would be doing night shifts. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? You know, that... I rate them, man, though. I really do. Yeah, obviously. I, I, I full respect to doctors. Yeah, definitely. And the things that you Especially have Especially NHS to go doctors, man. Blooming egg. The things that you guys have to go through, and it's just, yeah, hearts off to you. And I don't think you get the recognition that you, that you deserve, deserve. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Especially after working alongside them and seeing, like... Mm-hmm. Seeing the the pressure. Especially when we... Because even when, when I did my hospital placement, like, that's just one department. Ophthalmology is just one yeah. department. Yeah. So imagine, like, the the greater exactly. impact and stuff. And uh, having worked in a hospital as well, I don't... Like, people don't appreciate you. Of course not. Like, I think because it's free. Do you know sometimes people say, like, if you get something for free, don't appreciate it as much. If you have to pay for it, then you're more, it's, it has more value to you. But and I think that's how like, patients sometimes perceive the NHS. It's almost as if, oh, well, I'm entitled uh, to this, yeah. so give me what give me what I need. And exactly. then they don't, yeah, which like, is really sad. They moan if they're waiting more than an hour, which, which <laughs> no, mean. because you know we have to put the drops in the dilate. Uh, They've yeah, come course, to these yeah. appointments you know that's so at least many half times. An hour, yeah. Exactly. And they so know it's like two hours then. If you it know says on the letter, on the, it's going to take like two to three hours or even three hours. Yeah. So, you know, but they're like, oh, you know, been and all we can do is apologize what yeah. you've got 20 30 patients and when you think about it it's not like you're waiting because i'm sitting down eating lunch like yeah. you're waiting and i'm with another patient it's not like i'm not doing anything exactly. like i'm with somebody else exactly so imagine like the poor doctors that are in like yeah because my dad works in a right yeah. so he, this happens to him as the norm so he's used to that mm-hmm. right um he loves his job etc but sometimes just come home and just see how tired he is or like yeah. what he's been through and i'm just like people just don't appreciate it yeah, yeah really um sad. so shout out to all you medics out there shout doctors out to you guys, especially f1 i've got a couple of people that started their f1 as well oh. i was looking at them like because you know so like these people that like i would even like test them they've come for me to practice on on them yeah and I'm like you you're a doctor man. <laughs> i'm not gonna say no names in it implicate anyone but you you you're a doctor wow oh, crazy amazing <laughs> um but yeah looking back now our failure commas yeah. is turned into something that um, like amazing and like yeah. like we have this platform to do this now yeah and, and honestly this is gonna sound so so cheesy like get ready to blush babes but i'm so happy that i met basil like oh, you just yeah. don't even know like literally if that was the only thing i gained from manchester like oh same legit, like legit legit yeah they say you find friends for life at uni and you do oh i, I, I really found did. one <laughs> I, really, I found a few of this as well i really but, did yeah. literally baza baza i really found i found a few i yeah. think that's why i like manchester because i was so it's associated with great memories and meeting great people yeah that like i still talk to you today everyone on our course was actually really nice everyone as well. was, our course was full of great people man yeah because it was so small car, everyone wanted yeah everyone was there because they wanted to do it and everyone was like you know hard working everyone and, had the same struggle so like yeah, you understood exactly. Yeah, I failed my Volk thing for the fifth time because I didn't turn the lights off. I didn't focus my slit lamp. Yeah, so yeah, that was uh, Manchester. Yeah, Manchester was good. Manchester was good. I feel like is that is that is everything we got? I'm just think? trying to think. Have we missed anything out? Oh. I don't know. Yeah, it was, okay. it was good. It was, oh, it was a lot cheaper as well than London. There's one time I went to Prezzo actually, and the meal that I normally get 
was cheaper in the Manchester one compared with the London one. <laughs> and I was just like, what, like, what is the meaning? Oh, it was a bonus. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. If you guys are yeah. applying for uni now, you or you're thinking Manchester. of applying for uni and you've got any more questions, um, just drop us a DM or an email. Swim.podcast on Instagram. And I am at Miss BD on Instagram. And if we, maybe we can do a Manchester part two if we think of anything else. But yeah, to be honest, it was, it was great. If you've got any questions, put um, send them us and we are doing a Q&A. Um, oh yes, we are doing on. it. I need to start putting that so, on the Instagram yeah, thing. Yeah, let us know. Bye I guys. Hope you liked it.